back to the Delia Folk Podcast. I'm your host, Delia Folk. I work on the buying team at a luxury retailer and also have a blog, DeliaFolk.com. Today, I'm speaking with Jeffrey Levinson, founder of his eponymous handbag line, Jeffrey Levinson. Prior to launching his brand, he worked in science, finance, and the automobile industry. Make sure to watch this episode on the Style That Binds Us YouTube channel to better get to know Jeffrey and I. The Style That Binds Us is a YouTube channel my mom, an in-demand stylist, and I started together to bring our blogs to life via video. In this video, you will get to see examples of the different sizes of his bags and the inside of the showroom he works with, which is where the episode was filmed. Today, we are talking with Jeffrey Levinson to discuss his career path and eponymous brand. He has worked in science, finance at Jaguar, and now has his own line. So, Jeffrey, walk me through your background. Terrific. Well, thanks for having me here, Delia. It's really fun. It's a pleasure to be here um, with you. And... um, Right. So I know that I look like I just graduated from college, but I actually have done a few more things. Um, and people think that I look a lot, you know, more like an accountant than a designer. But um, that comes from having a career that's been in corporate America. I've worked in small companies, large companies. Um, I've worked, you know, in a scientific field as a technical advisor um, and I've worked in finance. Um, helping clients raise capital money for their businesses um, as an investment banker, uh, most notably, I think, is my time spent at Jaguar. Uh, That is where I really learned about sculptural beauty in products and decision-making about materials and the fit, the finish. All those things really do apply in the business I'm in right now. So at what point did you think, okay, I'm going to start my own company, but not only that, I want it to be a clutch line. (laughs) Right. And if you know me, it was not something that people would have guessed for me. Um, uh, Did I mention I look more like an accountant than a designer? Um, But the fact is that I do have, um, you know, very accomplished artists in my family who have passed on something to me. Uh, My grandfather... Uh, was a, an award-winning architect and an award-winning watercolor uh, painter. So very accomplished. His daughter, my aunt, is a sculptor and um, her work is in the permanent collection of the Philadelphia Art Museum. So, you know, I have role models in my family who are exceptionally accomplished in creative arts. Um, and so that certainly plays a role and something that I draw on. Um, and I really enjoy, I think there's a three-dimensional element to the work that I'm doing right now that comes directly from them. So um, it does make sense. And when you tie that back in with all the other things that I've done, um, you know, it's actually not that much of a stretch. Um, I love the creativity. I love product development. I love um, looking forward and uh, imagining new things. And I've realized that there's a lot of fun to be had in the challenges of making those real. And how far in advance do you look forward? Uh, so um, in some cases, it is a week. Okay. Um, but in some cases, it's years and years. And you, that is something that uh, is hard. But I will say that in the car industry, those designers are people that I truly admire for their ability um, by necessity because of the length of time it takes to develop a new car. They absolutely have no choice to think 10 years in advance. Um, and that's gotten a little shorter as technology and building cars gotten better. But for me, I don't have that hurdle 
uh, I can move more quickly. Um, and so I, I'm, I guess what I would say is I, I don't think of it in terms of thinking forward, but I do think of it in terms of making new things that are exciting, that can be really interesting. And then of course, making them relevant to people today is the challenge. Okay, so once you have the idea for a bag line, how did you choose the name? Very good question. Not an easy one. Um, I certainly did not want to use my name, and I <laughs> fought it for at least, you know, it took us um, nearly a year to develop this product. And as soon as I decided that we were going to start developing this is when we started thinking about a name. And, and until we launched, really... <laughs> I was fighting using my name, but at the end of the day, um, it is something that it made sense um, because I put so much of it of myself into the into the product, um, and and I do like how look it cuts cuts both ways. If your name is on the you know on the sign, um, you get the good, and your name is associated with the good. And you get the bad and your name is associated with the bad. So it is not fun to think, wake up every day and worry about what could happen to your name. And we all know stories about things that have gone wrong. So it's a, it's a tremendous risk. It is also a great motivator um, because I do care so deeply about <laughs> the product and by association with my name, the whole brand. So, um, you know, there is a little bit of that high wire um, risk element that is um, exhilarating, let's say. <laughs> so, um, so I'm happy with the decision. It was not an easy one. Okay. So when you say I'm going to design a handbag line, how did you design a clutch instead of a tote or another shape? Um, well, we do have ideas for totes, but it was really a strategic decision at that point. Once we decided, once, you know, um, once I decided that, uh, let me take a step back. It was, you know, Jaguar again, it figures prominently here. Um, Jaguar as a, an automotive brand, as a luxury automotive brand is very much a fashion brand. And so I spent a lot of time, um, thinking about the brand as an entrant in the fashion world when I was a Jaguar. And so, um, Without realizing it during my time there, I got an education in fashion. So when I left and then started to look back, um, there was a lot more in this industry that I'm currently in than I realized. So, um, and once, once it came time to build the product and you know, decide on what product it would be, fashion made sense. It was fun. Um, and we wanted, I wanted to pick something that, um, could be recognizable. Um, I love the three-dimensional, the architectural, the structural elements of this product. Um, and so while I did not set out to build a product that is very much analogous to a high-end sports car, um, it is a... It is a coincidence, but it's not an accident. So, um, you know, we didn't deliberately set out to do it, but a lot of the things that are inherent in making a beautiful, high-end, high-performance 
luxury sports car are things that I am attracted to and then naturally just brought into this project and this process. So throughout your career, you're, you've been in science, finance, cars. How did you get to each step? Did you seek that out, changing industries? How did that happen? All very carefully mapped. <laughs> right. All one master plan <laughs> yeah. so that we would get to here. That's really it, right? right. So, of course, like everybody, you know, you, you decide opportunities as they're presented to you. Um, and so every step is, a, you know, is an evaluation. And I, I think that one of the things, if, if I were you know, to relate it to myself personally, um, the one thing that, you know, I have a lot of varied interests. So I can get maybe overly excited, but I certainly can get genuinely excited about lots of different things. And so... For me, you know, what might seem um, like a non sequitur going from Jaguar to finance, which is what I ended up doing, uh, and then certainly from here, you know, knowing that I enjoy numbers and math as much as I enjoy drawing and painting, um, you know, it starts to maybe make more sense. Mm -hmm. And the fact that <clears throat> I'm here now with a project that requires all of the above is truly a lot of fun. Still okay. okay. So <laughs> lessons from getting an MBA. Talk to me about that. Yeah. So that's a really good question because you will not find an MBA who doesn't think that he or she knows everything. Um, that's how we're taught. We're and actually, there's a lot of benefit to that. You're, it's a really high-pressure environment in a lot of ways because you're, you're in, in class and in an environment where uh, everybody is highly accomplished, type A, highly motivated. So it's a, just a naturally competitive environment. And to come through that just yields confidence because you've gone toe-to-toe -to -toe with, with really accomplished people. Um, but uh, the fact is that graduating with an MBA... Um, you know, I thought I knew a lot more than I did. And again, I went into finance and I dare you to find an investment banker who does not think that he or she knows everything. Um, but learning, I really, none of those, none of the experiences that I had, and especially neither of those two in particular, um, yielded as much knowledge and as much growth um, in understanding business um, as did actually rolling up my sleeves and, and starting to put this business on its feet. So tell me about how you perfected and created the shape of the bags. Really good question. Um, so I think that it is the kind of thing that does require refinement. I actually, you know, I have an aesthetic that I bring to the work, um, but it is just like, you know, any other craft uh, writing or something like that, where you, you start with an idea and then, becomes refined and perfected over time by showing it to people, by looking at it and deciding what works and what doesn't work. Some of it's personal and judgment and preference. And some of it is very much driven by what the women who would be carrying them have you know, given me as feedback. And I think that is certainly an advantage in that the fact that I don't carry one personally um, for myself, you know, I do rely on and actively seek out, you know, feedback from, uh, you know, women who would be customers. So in this case, 
um, you know, we do also, I think it's really important to remember um, that we focus on three really important pillars of the product. And it's important to note also that, you know, um, they look clean, they look simple. When we think about beauty and technology and performance, those are the three pillars. Um, 20 hours of handwork goes into every single one of these before we start looking at, you know, um, hand-laid silver um, bees or hand-painted, right, or gold leaf, which can take an additional five weeks of craftsmanship. So 20 hours before we start doing extra decorations. Um, and when we get back to those three pillars, when you start talking about beauty and the technology and the performance, very much like a high-end sports car, those three things are all important there as well, whereas a sports car might be overweighted on performance, we obviously spend a lot of time focused on beauty. Now, um, beauty is of course subjective, but we did focus on a clean design and you'll notice there are no hinges. Um, so, you know, when you're holding it in your hand, there's nothing to scrape against your fingers or your palm. Um, and also just feel smooth and it's clean to look at. Um, the, the finishes are all, there's a variety of finishes, beautiful to look at, beautiful to touch. Some of the matte finishes, very soft. Um, when you open it, in this case, in this, you see hand-cut, hand-stitched Italian lambskin. Every single one has a lambskin lining. Some of them are, um, you know, a nice pearl white. Some of them are silver. We can really do any color. Uh, so we have a lot of flexibility there. And <clears throat> beyond beauty, right, which again um, is the, the thing that we focus on most, technology is really important. So the first thing that's important is that we made this one so that it fits a, an iPhone 6, 7, 8, and you can see how it tucks in nicely. Um, of course, very importantly, we include, if you reach behind you, we've built another one uh, that is launching now. We're very excited about this, which fits the same product. So if this is our Alina. This is our Alina Plus. Um, it's a little more rectangular, but and you can see that it has a nice silver lambskin lining. But, and I see, Delia, you have a plus-size phone. If you just set that right in there, you'll see that this very cleanly and securely holds a plus-size phone. We also sized it so that it will fit the, plus, the largest plus-size case that exists, the OtterBox. For those of you who drop your phone all the time, you know that you, or you dropped it twice and you broke the screen twice and you decided you're going to get an OtterBox. That will fit inside here as well. Um, importantly, as it gets down to technology, because this is a metal case, um, it will block a radio wave. So the phone signal um, ordinarily can't get through a metal case. And if you put your phone in here, it would basically sit very quietly, unable to interact with the outside world. We have designed, engineered, and have a utility patent pending on a feature that allows that phone signal in and out while your phone is securely latched inside. So again, 
really important technological feature, but it also takes us into performance. Um, it has to fit your phone, but your phone also should work if you want it to. And so um, that's something that we paid a lot of attention to. Another really important performance attribute, which leads back into technology, is the weight. And if you feel this, right, you can feel how mm -hmm. lightweight it is for the size. That is because we engineered this from aerospace aluminum, high quality, lightweight, very strong, high performance material that is also used in high-end race cars, um, in space uh, ships, and um, uh, aerospace uh, technology like satellites and missiles. So we're using, and the company that we work with actually does have NASA contracts. They work with the Department of Defense. And I love the fact that the president of the company takes, you know, those aerospace components to trade shows. And now he takes also a handbag with him. Um, and it's true that the level of performance and the level of technical specificity that goes into one of those aerospace components for one of those highly sophisticated, highly engineered aerospace um, vehicles is also the same attention to detail and technology that goes into this handbag. Um, the simplicity, the, the, the clean, beautiful form, the lightweight, the technology that goes into this to have it perform the way it does was all part of a very uh, deliberate, concerted effort to create the product that's in your hand right now. Thank you for listening to the Delia Folk Podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please go to your favorite podcast app and subscribe to the Delia Folk Podcast channel so you won't miss an episode. While you're there, leave a review letting me know what more you want to learn about or any feedback you have. Follow along on my adventures on social media channels at Delia Folk is my handle. Until next time. <laughs>